for Naughty by You're listening to the Big Sawara Podcast with Bones and Big Ben, presented by Sawara Sports. Welcome back. It's another episode of the Big Sawara Podcast. As always, it's your boy Bones. We've got Big Ben, and we have a very special guest with us tonight. You know him as Lay Buckets. The Saguaro Sports Blogger slash uh, golf course driving range pro and uh, dark liquor connoisseur, Lay Buckets. What's going on, Ty? Ty, welcome to the podcast, big guy. I'm happy to be here, guys. I'm happy. I'm excited. So, Ty, first off, what are you sipping on? Uh, a little whiskey and Coke. A little, a little Jack and Coke. Of course. It, it sounds like you got a little chew in there. I, do, I, I just put one in, actually. All right. My man. If I know you well enough, I'm guessing it's a uh, Skull Mint pouch. You know it, brother. You know it. He'll have it in for about five minutes, and then he'll pull it out and and probably throw in another one. Okay. What happens? It it loses its flavor after five minutes, huh? Yes, sure it does. Big Ben had one of those in at the D-backs game. (laughs) I had it in for about eight minutes, so Ty, uh, try try and keep up with the big boys, you know? How dizzy were you after that? Because I know Uh, you were probably on the verge of... I, I almost went to the bathroom and threw up, but I, I made exactly. it. So. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, remember a little funny story. Remember Big Ben when we were at, I uh, uh, won't say their house, but me and Ben were at, at somebody's house having a few drinks, and Big Ben's like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, oh, it's just a snus, you know, nothing big. And uh, Big Ben's like, oh, yeah, dude, let me let me get one of them. And he put one in, and sure enough, dude, like 10 minutes later, he was in the bathroom throwing Let, let it be known I was about about eight drinks deeper at that point, so oh, it just it wasn't a good combination. And it was, and okay. it was, and it was a snus though. Those are like, uh, the dude's know. trying to show off his masculinity. I like yeah, it. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm trying to keep up with you, Bones. Hey, right? can't can't hate on a brother for trying. So I, I appreciate yeah. it, Big Ben. You you know, even though I mean, hey, when I tried chew for the first time, hell yeah, I threw up. That's what happens? <laughs> you just got to keep doing it and build that uh, tolerance up, right? I can't relate, boys. I apologize i can't really you ne- you never threw up when you when you started chewing i've never thrown up from chew wow. i don't think i've ever that's seen like, that's because you only keep it in for two minutes <laughs> okay i don't dude <laughs> ty's got a, an iron stomach because out of all the drinking we've done and all the drinking i've seen him do i've never seen him throw up champion and the dude the dude <laughs> pounds it with right. the best of them i it's i i believe him i believe that he's never thrown up from chew which is a a feat in itself. Bones, Bones. Speaking about champions and the buckets, how about <laughs> how about Villanova? How about Villanova, Big Ben? How about the Bone Dogs bracket picking the champion? And uh, who won our uh, bracket challenge? Yeah, so way? so the bracket challenge winner was a, a young fella by the name of DJ Clambake. Won. Um, unfortunately, the dude's not hasn't surfaced to claim his prize so as of right now the archie bradley baseball is uh is is you know ownerless you know he's not claiming his prize 
know, maybe give it a few more days and pass it on to second place. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we 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 post a tweet tomorrow on Twitter and say, "Hey, DJ, you got three days. You got this weekend to claim your your Bradley ball, or we're giving it to second place." And I think second place is uh, I don't know some dude named some dude named something on bones. It's not me. It's some other guy. I don't know. Hey, is, not, is it really not you though? Because I thought maybe you made two brackets. No, dude. It's just some guy on Twitter is uh, like something bones and he likes some of our tweets and stuff. So I must be a really cool dude. I don't know. But uh, if, right. if, if DJ Clambake, if you're listening to this, come claim your prize, homie, because it's about to be given away to the second place player. It's a verified Archie Bradley ball. I mean, that's a hot commodity right verified there. Verified. So I'd, I'd be all over that. Signed by the beard. That's right. Um, but uh, Big Ben, did you happen to catch any of the national championship game? I know you work late on, on Mondays. so I, I did. I, I got home, caught the second half. Um, I thought Michigan made a couple runs. They were trying to knock on the door. And then, what's his name? D. Vicenzo? Dante DiVincenzo. He was just... Sinking lead buckets. The the Italian stallion. I believe he ended with what thirty one points. Thirty one. Wow. Even Shenzo, but I, hey, I, it wasn't enough though, was it? Lay buckets. No, it wasn't. I gotta tell you, Ben. I don't know what fucking game you're watching, but <laughs> Michigan didn't make a goddamn run because the Bone Dog and I were waiting for that run so we can win our bet, and uh, you know that that run never came. At least in my mind, um, Nova Nova actually went about five six minutes without scoring a bucket. Yeah, yeah, I get that, and, but Michigan didn't do shit either. I'm saying that they maybe cut it within ten, and then the momentum was on their side. Then they just couldn't capitalize. Then Vincenzo was just stroking. Dude, it, it was big. I mean, big. so so Le Buckets and I bet the over on this game, and we even bought a half a point because we're like, we're not going to get screwed. And dude, like. Villanova did their part. They put up what seventy nine, and Michigan. Yeah. You're in the national championship game, and you put up sixty freaking two points. Yeah. And they, I, I believe, I, I believe Billy was pretty close to his prediction. Yeah, you know, screw the big toe. You know, he's over there, yeah. <laughs> over there texting us. Oh, I had a feeling it was going to go under. Oh, screw you, big toe. Yeah. 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 yeah, he said earlier in the day, he said if, if you put a gun to his head, he'd take the over. And then all of a sudden he texts us, I had a feeling the under was going to hit. Oh, really? Did yeah. you bet the under, you jackass? No. Accurate. I can fathom the 62 points or whatever Michigan had if they started to push the fucking ball. But they ran the same kind of style offense, a slow-paced, we're going to look for our shot offense the entire game, even when they were down 12 with seven minutes left. And to me, you can't do that. It's a national championship. At Dude, least show them what you got, man. They, and they didn't do that. At one point, I remember looking at the clock. They're down 18 with like 8.59 to go. And they were walking the ball up the court. Like, have a freaking feel for it. You're in the – hello, you're in the national championship. Like, like oh, we're just going to continue to walk it up and continue to, to pass it around 40 feet away from the basket and then throw up a dumbass yeah. shot or try and force it to Mo Wagner. Unacceptable. I actually don't think they gave it to Mo Wagner enough towards the end there. They absolutely did not. Dude, if he, I, kept, he, he kept getting at the top of the arc. It's like, dude, go post up down low and feed him the ball. If I was Michigan, I would have just been jacking up threes every fucking possession like five seconds into the shot clock. That's the only chance they had. You can't slow down Villanova. You can't stop that offense. The only chance they had was to run with them and try and score with them. But he continued and, and, to walk the ball up the freaking floor. 
we both thought that Bones before the game. We said Villanova would take a lead, and we thought Michigan would finally play into Villanova's game and start pushing it. And that just never happened. And that just butt fucked us, dude. <laughs> really bad. And like, so the total ended up being one forty one. We got it at one forty four, and Michigan was what Ty like. Two for 23 from fucking three-point land? What was it? Two for 20 fucking three. Dude, if one of those three-pointers somehow, you know, toilet bowls its way in or for, you know, heaven's sake, finds its way in the freaking bucket, we at least push. I'll take it. But no. The question on hand is, how much ass did DiVincenzo get after that game? Did you see that he had to delete his Twitter account? Because he had people, people like archived his tweets and found that he had like some racial slurs and some 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 bad stuff on there did you, not hear about that? you didn't hear about that yeah. big bad no i did not hey. i also saw something today where he dm'd a chick on twitter or whatever back in 2010 and uh she was not having it she and gave she him the heisman eight years later saying hey what's up <laughs> Eight years later, after he wins most outstanding player, she hits him back and is like, what, he asked her, like, hey, like, I don't know you, but uh, my friend told me about you or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And then, and then she never, or she responded, like, saying, what, like, I don't know who you are or something like that. Yeah, eight years later, she's like, oh, well, what did he say about me, you know, trying to strike up the conversation. Little, little gold digger. for some gold. To her, back in the day, he was just a little white guy with red hair. That couldn't do shit, and now he's a hero, and she wants that dick. It's you know, it's life. You gotta, it's, you gotta admire that, right there. She's, she's just, God bless the kid. She's just, she, just thirsty. She's thirsty, is what she is. I don't blame her. Shit. Hey, hey, boys. Uh, just a quick shout out. Uh, congratulations on picking U of A. I think both of you picked U of A to win your brackets. Stupid ass Bones. pick on y'all's part. Bones, I believe you picked them in the national championship game, didn't you? I did, because I was trying to follow suit with you guys. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll join my boys like, here, but yeah. I'm not dumb enough to, to pick them to win the national championship. Don't throw, don't you know? throw rocks at a glass house, Bones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm actually wearing my Arizona Wildcat sweatshirt right now, so I think, fuck you. I think the proper saying is don't throw stones if you live in a glass house. You can throw stones that's at a glass house, but... That's what I, that's what like, I said. It's like Bones, the, who do you not throw rocks at? It's like don't, it's like, don't call the, the kettle black. That's that's not the right saying. It's it's you know it's like the pot calling the kettle black. You know what I'm saying? I think you, you got them mixed up there. That's what I said. The, uh, the phone cut out. Oh. Oh, must have been what it was. That's, that's it. Well, we're on Skype, so I don't understand that either. So. <laughs> Skype connection. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, yeah, it was. It was it was one of the most entertaining, unentertaining national championships I've watched in in the past few years. I'll agree with that. It's funny because Bones and I were together that night, and we we're again we had the same money on the same game and the over. And I actually took a video of Bones pacing back and forth with about four minutes left, and he's going back and forth. He's like, "All right, we need fourteen points. They got two free throws here. If you make." these two all they gotta do is do this and it was the funny it was a prototypical gambler in a uh in a, in a high-paced game right there and it was perfect and michigan just couldn't sink the free throws dude well, oh don't even get me started on that big ben it's like how do you like they're one of the worst free throw shooting teams in the freaking world what's going like what i don't understand don't understand i don't get that how do you make the national championship now granted michigan had probably the easiest road Maybe of all time. What was it? They didn't play 
over a five seed before the uh, the championship game. I think it was what it was. But yeah, how, like how do you get to that point without making free throws? Because most of these games come down in the last two or three minutes where you have to make those. So it, it scares me that a team like that made it. Well, uh, well, the, the Florida so State coach had the under. It, it, it came out. He bet the under, which is why he didn't foul at the end of the game. So they got lucky there. Um, and then that one kid hit a prayer of a three-pointer to beat, who was it, Houston on a buzzer beater? Yeah, yeah Houston. Um, you know, it's just – I mean, I think if Loyola would, would have been the championship, it would have been just as much of just a, an un uh, entertaining game, you know? But Yeah, I agree with that. At the end of the day, Villanova was no doubt the best team in this tournament, and they showed it with By the, the – the, uh, the butt-fucking they put on Michigan and in the national championship. No doubt worst team in the tournament, the U of A Wildcats. Unquestionable. Okay, here we go. I probably, <laughs> t- I probably tend to agree with you there, Bones. Hey, thanks. Oh, I'd say fucking Michigan. Screw you, Bones. No, nah, Michigan yeah. made it to the championship, homie. Uh, U of A got bounced in the first round by 40 to yep. Buffalo. <laughs> I know Buffalo had basketball. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Next anyway. topic, please. <laughs> we'll, move, we'll move forward. Source subject, and, and I, I'm, I'm very excited for next year. Maybe both of you won't bail on me, and you'll go to Vegas with the boys. I, I, maybe Is that too hard, uh, something to look forward to? I'll think about it. Is that too Tyler, hard I, to ask? I like to, I like to know your excuse for not, not going to Vegas. What I feel like you were you were in, and then last minute you were out. Yeah, it's What's, going on? What's going on in the buckets? It's weird. It's this weird thing where you work uh, – you're a teacher. You're also a baseball coach. And so as opposed to the one job you have, I have two that I have to take you know, responsibility for. And, uh, you know, I'm a leader. And so I had to be there for my team. So, <laughs> oh, <suck>, Ben. <laughs> uh, well, maybe, Ben, uh, we're about a year away from Vegas. So I think if you put your PTO in now, you, you might get, you know, that Thursday and Friday off. Just, just a suggestion. Maybe get it in there early. I think one of the other therapists put in PTO for that day. So. Oh, I, I'm, I'm sure they already did, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> if, 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 if the Spurs don't hit a freaking shot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose it. I'm going to lose it, boys. Sorry. I'm, right. I'm, I'm watching right, the Spurs. Let's get back on topic here. watching guys. the Spurs-Lakers um, game. And it's up to Big Ben to keep this this podcast in, in uh, on schedule and timely. So we're going to move on to the D-backs, Bones. What do you have for the D-backs? Dude, uh, in case you didn't know, the D-backs just swept the Doyers. Uh, beat them today 3-0. I think it was 6-1 last night. And then just a just an utterly entertaining game on uh, on Monday night. Beat them in extras in 15. There's, there is almost no better feeling than, than beating the Dodgers and sweeping the Dodgers. For the third consecutive regular season series, by the way. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I mean, it's Bones, kind of they, the they, they, they uh, kind of the point you were going to on Twitter, Bones. They don't have Souza, Lambs on the uh, disabled list. No, he has Monty Tomas and Goldschmidt is four for twenty-seven with two RBIs. No, he's 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 got one hit, Big Ben. I don't know where you got four for twenty-seven from. He's, he's, he's got one hit for and twenty-seven bats. He's got one hit. He has well, he's got four. nine walks. He's got nine walks, but he only has one hit. Um, I don't know what uh, stat four. you're reading, Big Ben. He's got one hit. It's, just, it's all mental stats, Bones. <laughs> where, where, where did you where did you see four for twenty seven? <laughs> Have you been drinking again, Big Ben? It's, it's been a long day. Um, I meant one for twenty seven. Two 
he's, job. And he, he he's not one for Big twenty-seven ben. either. He's like one for like fifteen. Come on, Big Ben, bring the A game. <laughs> hey, regardless regardless of that, they've had a lot of clutch hitting from guys you wouldn't expect. I mean, Nick Ahmed is hitting what four seventy or something like that, uh, and with like seven or eight RBIs, he had a big RBI night on Monday in that extra inning frame. Um, they got some depth, which I like a lot. Yeah, I mean, what what we talked about when you you know if Godley's your number five starter, then you're you're in really good shape. Now I'd say Taiwan technically is the worst of the starting five, but uh, you know when when you got a starting five like the D backs got, you can beat anybody. And when you got, I mean, you got the big boomers like Lamb and and, and Goldie and and Pollock swinging it, Peralta swinging it, but then you also got these. I love Daniel Descalso, the little dude. God bless his heart. You know, probably from the same little town in Italy as Di Vincenzo, but like the dude can ball. You know it. Um, and it's 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 great to see that the D-backs were able to you know take two or three from the Rockies and then just absolutely butt fuck the Dodgers without Lamb for two games and the fact that Goldie, uh, you know, is the worst hitter on the team right now besides Alex Avila, the Mexican tater tot. Um, it's 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 good to see. <laughs> Corbin it has a higher average than Paul Goldschmidt after a five and one record. I like it, okay, because Paul Goldschmidt's going to figure his shit out. He is, but uh, you got to you got to remember they're five and one without Steven Souza Jr., who I think will make a big impact on this team. Him and uh, Jayrod Dyson, who can fucking fly, folks. That dude can burn. I guess I think the stat of the day today. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong this time. Um, but Corbin out hit the Dodgers on his own two hits to one. Is is that around the ballpark? That right? is that is correct, Big Ben. Oh, my man, maybe. That was uh, yeah. Corby said, "Hey guys, I'm a pitch and I'm a hit, <laughs> and I'm gonna walk the dog while I do it." You know what I'm saying? He was doing everything, and it's it's good to see uh, the Corpster get out there and and kind of. Return to old form from before the old Tommy John. It's good to see. And then you got Granky, and you know Robbie Ray's eventually gonna, you know, uh, do his thing. And then if Godley can, I mean, I, I'm excited. Obviously, uh, you know, Shelby Miller's still injured, so it'll be interesting to see what what happens when he comes back from injury, if he ever does. The son of a bitch, but you know, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not angry that he's not back because honestly, I don't like Shelby Miller, but everyone knows yeah. that. If you have Taiwan Walker. Patrick Corbin and Zach Godley all throwing like they are right now. You don't need Shelby Miller, in my opinion. Um, Maybe those guys just... are all jumping. Zach Godley was very impressive. Oh, dude, um, yeah. And he was impressive last year. I mean, I remember uh, Lavello saying that he kind of kept that staff together. I mean, I think he had an eight nine record last year, but he was like a three three RA, and he kept the Dynamax in ball games. And I think that's his goal, and his key. The key to him is he doesn't have blow ups like some of these guys do. There's always going to be a ball game when he's on the bump, which is key. So, and the biggest thing I was wondering, um, the, the D-backs last year didn't have a huge injury as far as the starting pitchers go. So, if one of those guys do get injured long term, who comes in to fill the spot? We don't really don't have a another number yeah. five to put in there. Maybe so, Matt who, Cook. <laughs> Would you say Lay buckets? Matt Cook? Would you agree he's probably the next man up if an injury happens? Oh yeah, they just traded. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Band, Bandit was it Bandit? Ne- Anthony Bonda. Bonda, yeah, they traded him last year or this year. 
So he would have been the next guy up, but he's gone. So yeah, I mean, regardless, I think uh, I think the pitching staff will be good. I think the offense will be better. I really do. I mean, you look at this this team with uh, look at Chris Owings. He's not even a, a starting guy, and I think he'll hit over three hundred for him. I love year. I love CEO. Again, have, I, I would love to see him in the lineup every day. I would too, but when you get Susan who's a power hitter, I think you have to go with that hand. In my opinion. Well, and as so, long as as long as Ahmed continues to hit, you got to keep Ahmed in there because uh, he plays a fucking solid shortstop. Um, yeah, there, I told you this earlier, Bones. If if Nick Ahmed finished the season at two fifty, I would be ecstatic because oh, for sure you get to be huge. Fans. And yeah. uh, if he can go one for four every night, that's that's a win. And get then, anyone's book. If you, pitcher, you want that. Yeah, and if you can get 250 from Ahmed and then have the luxury of bringing guys like Owings and Dyson off of the bench, oh, like yeah. you're in good shape. And even like the first game back, he, you could tell he looked pretty shaky, but I mean the last couple of games he's been stroking. Yeah. So I think I think the biggest issue still comes down to yeah, obviously starting pitching depth, and as long as we stay healthy there, I think we're good. But the bullpen, I think we still We'll eventually need to get another bullpen arm because I don't trust. I mean, I don't trust McFarland. I don't. I don't really trust Chafin. Uh, I like Boxberger. I like obviously Archie. Hirano. Uh, I'm still on the fence about, but he's looked decent. Um, I'm with you there. Other than that, I don't I have anybody I'd love to go to in like the seventh or, or sixth. If heaven forbid one of our guys gets knocked out early, who do you go to? I agree. And um, with the money we did save, not signing JD. Um, Lavello was saying they do have a lot of wiggle room at the deadline. So if that is a big issue, come the deadline, we'll definitely certainly trade for a reliever or starter, I guess, whoever you need at that, that point in time. But yeah, definitely have a lot of cap room to, to play around with it at the deadline. So, and I, if it comes to that during the trade deadline, they go for a reliever. They have their offense set in my opinion, unless a guy gets hurt or something like that, but they have to get a lockdown guy middle of the game. Um, I, I was I was actually upset they didn't go up for the guy from uh, San Diego last year. What was it? Uh, Brad Hand, left-handed pitcher. Uh, Brad yeah. Hand, yeah. Who I thought would have been a great addition to their. Well, to their who uh, knows? The, the Padres aren't looking too hot this year again, so I'm sure uh, there'll be plenty of players available at the deadline. Yeah, I, I think I think their big deadline move will be a middle relief kind of guy to, to set them up. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. You're right. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Hey, the, the key is we got rid of fucking Fernando Roddy. Thank fucking God. Uh, and, and Chris Herman is gone. Oh, like, it's just, uh, only thing that can make it better is if Shelby Miller was gone too. Then it'd be just the trifecta. Well, on that note, Bones, I'll, I'll give you this one. Uh, I'm, I'm not overly impressed with the, the offense from the, the, the two hole, the, or the two spot, the catcher spot so far this year. Yeah. I mean, you give up offense with Jeff Mathis because he handles pitchers so well. But when we acquired uh, Alex Avila, I thought we were getting some offense. And I'm not overly impressed so far with him. He's definitely been less than stellar he's a, uh, this yeah, year for sure. He's, so. he's the Mexican tater tot. That's, what I'm, like, that's, that's his new nickname. He just, the, question is, the question is, is he in the same place that Chris Herman was a year ago? You know, he's damn close. He's getting real close. <laughs> Like I know we're only six games into the season, but already whenever he comes up, like it just it, it just pisses me off. I don't know why. I'd rather, I gotcha. I'd rather them just cycle through John Ryan Murphy and uh, 
and Jeff Mathis and, and let the Mexican tater tot just go down to the bullpen and catch some pins. Hey, Murphy did have a solo bomb the other night. We got Mathis for the game winner, so maybe we got something going there. Maybe we don't need Avila. Yeah. Well, it scares me because John Ryan Murphy and uh, uh, Mathis are both defensive catchers. Like, yeah. That's why they're brought to the to the Dimebacks because they handle pitching as well. Alex Avila is supposed to be like the replacement for Chris Hyannetta, and I'm just not seeing it yet. Now, he's proven himself over the years, but he has looked, looked very timid the first first uh two and a half weeks of the, of the baseball season so yeah I just he, i think he's a little too big around the waist he can't get the uh can't get the arms around and and, and to rotate you know just it's, it's just not it's just not doing it for me boys and uh, i believe last year he did hit 300 with the the tigers but when he went to the cubs the last uh, the second half of the season he kind of struggled so to be determined i don't know i don't know yeah, the, the jury's out on that one but i i don't want to spend too much time on the d-backs because we still have a lot to get to we need to hit on uh few of the other uh, Valley sports teams. And, of course, we got to get to the Masters, fellas. The Masters start tomorrow. Uh, I'm super excited for that. And we got our, our resident Masters and golf expert, Lay Buckets. And we, we, we must spend a, a decent amount of time talking Masters. So, quickly, let's move on to the Coyotes. i got to mention the Yotes because the boys are still playing some freaking puck. One of the hottest teams in the NHL. Guys, let me throw another stat at you, and I'm pretty sure I got this one right because it's from an NHL verified account, so uh, take that as you will. Um, but Antti Ranta improved to 9-1 in his last 10 appearances with a 1.3 goals against average, two shutouts, including six consecutive wins. He, I was listening to Gambo, and they said he's the best goalie in the second half of the year. And did they, they, they offered him an extension, right? Yes. I hope I hope they nail him down because it's I mean Kemper's a good backup but I I mean if he stays healthy I, he's he's the goalie of the future fellas I definitely cannot wait for next year I wish they could race for the first half of the year because we're definitely one of the top ten teams in the second half so what do you think do, can, do, I, do I mention Clayton Keller uh, Clayton Calder is that who you said yeah yeah that's what I, that's what I meant <laughs> no, I think that bar the, dude, the that, dude can skate. The dude, the dude can fucking play some puck. I think that Barzal, Barzell, whatever his name for the Islanders is going to win Rookie of the Year. But Clayton Keller, uh, remember that kid's name, folks. <laughs> and, hey, Lay Buckets, what do you think about the Yotes, bro? Be a little quiet. I'm not a big hockey guy. The closest I get to hockey is playing uh, a little NHL 2018 with Holmes. But uh, you know, uh. until they get like guys like Tempo Newman in. Yeah, when you have the Boulin Wall and, and Ronick and the boys, like those were the good old days, fellas. Those were the days. Those the were the playoff days. <laughs> well, Dallas maybe Drake. Oh, you know Mike Gartner. Oh, baby, Rick Tockett. I could go all day and, and name the players you probably Yuha Yelonen, Bronco Radovojevic. I mean, Darren Quint. Yeah, sparking up some memories to you older listeners, eh? Oh, Aussie Vandenen. There you go. That a boy, Big Ben. Yeah, dude. What's up? Lay Buckets, you got any? You just know Kachuk and Ronick and, and, and Hobby Bullen. What's up? Yeah, I mean, I threw Daniel Baby Briere in there. But, Ooh, Briere. Uh, Worst trade of yeah, he, of Coyotes history, getting rid of Daniel Briere. Yeah, you know it. All right. Well, uh, hopefully the, the fact that the Coyotes have not tanked to end the season, hopefully the, the hockey gods are, are taking 
uh, notice to that, and maybe they'll reward us with with the top overall pick. But I doubt it. Hey, the Kyrie's fuck you a couple nights ago in betting. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So the other night when they lost to the Kings, Big Ben, they lost. uh, I think it was four to two. Yeah. Your boy had the Coyotes plus one and a half, right? You know? So it's like a 2-2 game with three minutes left and L.A. scores. And then, you know, I got to sit on fucking pins and needles for two minutes as they pull the goalie, you know, hoping that L.A. doesn't score. And there's like two, three seconds left, right? And and I'm thinking, okay, this shit's locked up. And there's a loose puck in center ice. And I think it's Anzi Kopitar, being the jackass he is, just throws a, a Hail Mary from, from center ice and just dunks it into the net, dude. With one second left, they win by two. Bones loses his bet. I almost feel like that, that serves you right, though. Just because I feel like the golden rule of betting is not to bet on the hometown teams. I know. I, I, I broke the rule that time because they had been hot. And I'm, and I'm thinking, and I, and I got them plus one and a half. So you know, even if they lose, you know, as long as they don't lose by two, I thought I had it in the bag. And, of course, slipped right through my fingers. And that's why, to your point, Big Ben, no longer betting on hometown teams. That was the last last time I get last time I do that. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of tanking, real quick, the Suns continue uh, uh, to do their tanking job, even though they beat the Sacramento Kings last night. Uh, looks like they're going to wrap up the last uh, place spot in the uh, in the league. You think that that uh, you think the Suns are going to get Aiton? I know you guys are probably you know getting some wood thinking about DeAndre Aiton in a Suns uniform. What do y'all think? So hard. Um... <laughs> When you got Jackson, Booker, and Aiden, that, that's a team that could be deadly. And like he said, a little Shaq uh, 2.0, Shaq and Kobe. I wouldn't go that far, Big Ben, but, you know. That, that's what he said. He said, um, I could see me and Booker being a little Shaq and Kobe 2.0, which I, I like where his head's at. Yeah, I like uh, I like the optimism there. Like, Buckets, are you still are you still around, bro? Can <laughs> you just chime in? I'm still here. I think uh, they can land. Here. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about a, a U of A Wildcat, DeAndre Ayton, here, and your freaking crickets over there. They go look if they get Ayton, and I hope they do. I hope they get the number one lottery pick. Uh, they go from the shittiest team in the NBA to a real contender because you get a post guy who can fucking dominate the down low, um, a guard that can fucking go, and again, I. Aiden's a game changer for any team that picks him up, and I hope it's the Suns. Um, but he is a man amongst boys in college basketball, and I think he'll do the same in, in uh, the NBA. I mean, he's seven what seven one as an eighteen year old kid. He's put on some weight, but he will dominate the NBA, in my opinion. So, <laughs> even if the Suns end with the worst record, there's no way the NBA will let the Suns get the first overall pick. So I think um, unless that first team drafts. Luka Doncic, whatever his name is, then that's the only way the Suns are getting Aiden because they're not getting the first round pick. Well, first you, pick. Either way, Aiden's going to have a pretty big payday come you know NBA draft time. But it's not like he hasn't made a shit ton of money before then, anyways. So allegedly, he had a good payday nine months ago. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 move forward. I don't want to spend too, waste too much time on the Suns, I should say, and let's move on to the Masters, boys. What is it? The eighty second Masters starts tomorrow. Lay buckets. Eighty second Masters. Give us give it give us your thoughts on. It. I know you, you you recently wrote a a blog about the uh, upcoming Masters. Give us you know give us a little taste of what we should expect to see this weekend. 
It's it's the Masters. Anything can happen when it comes to the Masters uh, at Augusta. Um, you know, I, I've read a lot of stuff about how anyone can win, or, or Tiger's the favorite. Tiger's the people's favorites. Um, but it's, again, it's the Masters. Like this is the one of the toughest majors to win, and uh, I think I, again, I think anyone can win. Now, my my money's on DJ. Um, no, the main reason because he's in a new rental house. He's not staying in the same home he stayed in last year. So the little stair slip ain't going to happen this year, folks. He's staying sober free. He's ready to go come Thursday morning, baby. You don't think he's going to gonna maybe take a little too much booger sugar? That, is that going to have any effect on him? As long as he doesn't hang out with John Daly, he'll be fine. Let's, let's just say that. Or uh, Paulina Gretzky, because Lord knows she rides the white pony as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Have you seen her? Let's be real. Um, no, again, I think, I think DJ DJ's always a favorite when it comes to a golf tournament. Um, he's the number one golfer in the world. He, the, what he can do um, with the golf ball and how far he hits it is, uh, is unreal. Now, I don't, I don't know if Augusta fits him well. Um, but I also know that when he's on, when he's going uh, and playing well, he kind of has a little, you know, time. Tiger Woods circa 1999 to him, where he's got a little swagger to him, and uh, it's almost like game over for everyone else. So if you see him come out the shoots pretty hot, I think he's got a good chance of winning. So I so think the, the favorite, the favorite you're saying is DJ. I, I I don't know how you don't pick DJ. I mean, again, Bones, he's the number one golfer. I mean, Bones, do you agree? Are you are you going with DJ as well? I don't know. I I mean, everyone loves a long hitter. The dude can absolutely sting the pill. But uh, I've heard the dude is just a freaking idiot. I don't know. I mean, it's just, I mean, when I play, when I used to play Tiger Woods golf, I played with DJ because the dude could fucking hit at 400 yards. But I don't know. I mean, I used to be a DJ fan, but I don't know. I mean, just kind of indifferent. I'd rather see Ricky win. Ricky's my boy. Uh, love to see the big, big dick Rick get a, you know, get a, get a major under his belt. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he uh, if if Augusta's his spot. I, I like Ricky too, but again, this guy has had issues over the years with closing leads. Um, the, the benefit to Ricky is that dude can fucking roll the rock, and at Augusta with those greens, you have to be able to putt, and that's DJ's fault. Is he's a good putter, but he's not like Ricky or JT or anything like that. So again, I think I think it's anyone's game. I mean, I wouldn't say DJ's my favorite. But I think again, he's the number one in the world. He's got to be most people's bet. No, uh, Ty, see, Ty, that's where you got it all wrong. Because everyone knows, only reason people are watching this year's Masters is to watch El Tigre, Tiger Woods right. back on the course, boys. And yeah. Tiger is actually is my favorite to win. He's back. You know, he's he's played some good golf. That a boy, uh, Big the last Ben. Month or so, top five finishes in the last two tournaments. He's still lean. Fit and powerful. Um, you know, I think he holds the lead on uh, Thursday or Friday. It's going to be a test to see if he can hold on to that lead. Over the weekend, it's the return of the Tiger. You heard it here first. Tiger <laughs> is going to hold. Get that jacket. The green jacket. Yellow well, jacket. I'm going to live here and say, yes, Big Ben, you're 100% right until Saturday. He will dominate Thursday Friday. But I don't think he holds the lead come Saturday Sunday. Unless he goes out, he has the stamina. 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think he does. Now, again, like you said, he's got top five finishes. The last two tournaments he's played at the Valspar and Arnold Palmer. Uh, he's got four wins at Augusta. But he's trending upwards. But, I mean, let's be real. He hasn't won a tournament in forever. You really think he's going to break out at the Masters? Yeah. Like, this, this is the fucking mecca, gentlemen. Hey, this is what golf needs. For the past however many years, golf has been boring. I mean, Jordan Spieth had that one year where he won three out of four majors, but Jordan Spieth is a boring fucking dude. The dude, like, you know, just just a dad bod at 20 years old, like, just just a boring-ass dude. No one wants to root for Jordan Spieth. Roy McIlroy, the dude has disappeared. Um, it, 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 the only way things are going to get exciting, again, is if Tiger's in the hunt every freaking tournament. That's the only way go- golf is going to revive and, and, and flourish. Like it used to. Hey, guys, I, I'd, actually, I'd actually like to throw out another name that I feel like is a big name, but we haven't mentioned yet. How do you all feel about Phil? Where do you think he places this year? I, think, I believe it's a 16-1 one odds. Phil's playing well. Uh, um, but again, I don't know if he can keep up with these young guys. Yeah, he's uh, like 40, 41 years old. Here's an interesting stat about Phil. He, uh, he won his first Masters and then went two years before he won his next one, right? And then four years to the next one, and now it's at eight years. Is there a trend? I mean, is this is this, is this going to happen this year? I don't know. Again, Phil's playing well, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, he has the shot capability, just like Tiger does. The creativity is there. Um, but I don't know if he has what it takes to win it again. He's, what, 40, 47 years old? I don't know. Uh, he's he's up there. He's up there. And actually, if he wins it this year, he'll be the oldest Masters champion. I don't I – don't, I love Phil. I hate him because he went to ASU, but I love him as an Arizona guy <laughs> no. now. I don't think he I, – I just don't think he wins it. I, I don't, so, so according to Vegas, the, the players with the best odds to win is actually Jordan Spieth and Tiger are currently both 10-1 to 1 odds to win. Um, followed by your pick, Ty. Well, maybe not your pick, but your favorite, uh, Dustin Johnson, and then uh, Justin Thomas, Rory, oh, Bubba. So. Bubba comes in at fifteen to one. Justin Rose is a very popular pick. He's fifteen to one, and then you got Phil at fifteen to one. So those seem to be the uh, the, the the favorites uh, according to Vegas at this point. I, lo- I, I like JT. I like uh, Bubba Watson. I like Justin Rose. Justin Rose. Is one of those guys that just amps it up on the big stage. Uh, he won at the Olympics, what was it, two years ago. Uh, he's been dominating the Ryder Cup. Uh, he's one of those guys that scares me because, number one, he's fucking an Englishman. Like, those guys already have a big dick than all of us because in golf. It's just how yourself. it is. Well, yeah, um, maybe in okay. golf, maybe not in uh, person. Um Always heard English, I've always heard English Englishmen had little bangers, but and you know whatever you want to call it. Probably big, probably bigger actually, than size though. But mm, yeah, <laughs> uh, I like I, I do like JT. He's actually JT is my favorite. Um, so who who are you picking to win this weekend, Tyler? Give us your pick to win, not your not who you think the favorite is. Give us who's gonna win. Who's winning? Who's winning the? Who, who's holding up whatever that? Who's who's putting on the green jacket at the end of the tournament? I'm going with Justin Thomas. Justin um, Thomas. Yeah, I'm going with Justin Thomas. He won the PGA last year. Um, I think he's due. Uh, he. It's funny. I was watching the uh, par three contest today. 
and they talked about everyone with the curse. If you win the par three, you can't win the Masters, all this bullshit. No one's ever won it. Um, he was the one guy I saw in the interview that said, I don't want to win the fucking par three because I want to win the fucking Masters. Therefore, I'm going with the big dog, JT. Didn't, He's long off the tee. Didn't he get in trouble over Twitter because he was being a big bitch about people like yelling at him on the hey, course? You know what? Let him play his golf. Man, that that's just that's a red that's a red flag. If you can't take a little razzing from the the fans in the stands, uh uh-uh, uh, that ain't happening. Oh yeah, Tiger did so well with that at the, at the Phoenix Open Tiger's, six years ago. Yeah, so, Tiger also has fucking like what eighteen majors. Yeah, you know what? You know what? I don't. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> I'm picking JP. Damn it. Okay. Hey, Ty, Ty, how do you feel about Matt Kuchar? He's playing well. But there's a, there's a lot of rumblings around the uh, the golf world that he might uh, he might uh, you know sneak in there and uh, be a be a little name that no one really knows. Yeah, now he's a name that everyone knows, but at the same time he's playing well. But again, I I just I think JT will will either if he doesn't get in his own head, he'll be just fine. Hey boys, let me let me give you a name here. This is my dark horse slash sleeper, someone to to keep an eye on. All right. Little guy by the name of Jason Duffner. That's my boy. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I think he won the U.S. Open a while back, but the reason why I picked the Duffy is the dude throws in massive chews, and uh, I think he used to have one of the hottest wives on tour. I think they got a divorce. I think she was uh, sleeping with some other players on the tour. He, obviously, the dude's kind of a slob, but uh, yeah. the Duffy, bro. I, I, I every every tournament, I, I I root for Duffner and Fowler. Every tournament. I like Duffner, but no, nah, he ain't win shit. <laughs> At the end of the day, he ain't win shit. Yes, he if is. If anyone out of the like the, the norm wins this, it's gonna be Bubba Watson. Because he's won here twice. He's got shot creativity. He can hit any shot in the book. If he gets off to a hot start, watch out for Bubba Watson. Seriously. Dude, Bubba's uh, Bubba's a douche. He's a douche, no doubt. I said that in my blog. He's a fucking tool. But he won the match by two weeks ago with fucking ease. Uh, he's won here twice, and again, he works the ball better than anyone on tour. So that's what you have to have at Augusta. So big, big Ty, Ben. Ty, Ty, let me just throw us a little, little, little stat at you here. Okay. Ricky Fowler actually averages seventy-two point three score at this course, which let me remind you is better than two-time champ Bubba Watson. What do you think about that? <clears throat> Has Ricky Fowler ever won a Masters? Uh, he shoots better on the course. No, no, no. On average. Asked, that's asked, right, Big Ben. That's Tyler right. ever won a Masters? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't matter at other courses. This course, where it changes, Ricky no. is going to get put on the jacket. Hey. That's a no. I'm, and Bubba's won twice. Big Ben, I'm so, going to have to follow you. Ricky's winning it, boys. Dude, his iron play has been sharp, currently in the top 15 in strokes. <laughs> uh, just a little fun fact for you. Think about that. Mar- Marinate on that a little bit, lay bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, lay buckets. I'm totally out of totally out of line. <laughs> We're just getting a little too hyped up here. <laughs> no, sorry. So you're you're going Ricky Fowler, Big Ben, huh? Uh, I mean, I'm Tiger, Ricky. Yeah, I'm, I'm two guys. I'm going. Uh, I'm, I'm going. Pick- I'm going Ricky or uh, actually Ricky or John Rom will be the two that I think uh, can win. Fuck John Rom. He's cooled off. 
I'm going JT, Justin Thomas, or uh, I'm going to go with the big dog, uh, Paulina's husband, Dustin Johnson. Mm. So watch for those two. And if you want to pick a sleeper and win big money because he's 200 to 1 odds, go with Jason Big Chew Bob Duffner. I can handle that. I'm with you there, Bones. <laughs> the guy throws in balls. I mean, well, if anything, he always leaves the tournament a winner because he always wins, you know, biggest chews. So. Well, if y'all would like to watch the game, uh, or watch, not watch the game, but watch on Saturday, um, I am free. So just send me a text so you have my information, then we'll uh, we'll go from there. I would uh, I would uh, be smitten. I'm smitten that you invited us, Big Ben. I would I would love to. Maybe I'll be at Bevy right, right around the corner from you there. Oh, you're a Bevy guy, huh? Yeah, I do like Bevy. What's so good about Bevy? What's 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 not good about Bevy? I don't know. I've only been to the one in Old Town Scottsdale, so I don't know what uh, what this one's got going on. I guess we'll find out Saturday. Or we could go to Stock and Stable because Brother Ben, also Saguaro Sports contributor, runs the bar there and it's free drinks, boys. Yes. And at the same time, shout out to OG Tomaras. Happy fucking birthday, brother. He uh, probably doesn't God listen. He probably doesn't listen to the podcast, but happy birthday, big boy. Regardless, happy birthday. <laughs> Well, I think that about wraps it up because uh, Tom's probably pissed that we just gave him a shout out in the podcast. So I'm sure that ends ends any sort of uh, love we were going to get from from the Mraz family. So, <laughs> hey, well, Lay Buckets, I appreciate you joining Big Ben and I on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Just, just just an honor, just an honor. Thanks for having an honor and a it. and a privilege. And, and and please, you know. Drink responsibly tonight. You've got young minds to mold tomorrow, so you can't show up, you know, inebriated or off your game tomorrow at school. Every day, brother. Every day. <laughs> awesome. All right, boys. Well, I guess next week we'll uh, find out who won the Masters, talk a little more D-backs, uh, Yotes, and uh, whatever else comes up. I guess maybe DJ Clambake will have claimed his prize by then. If not, on to the next one. All right, boys. See you all later. Big Ben out. Later, y'all.